Today's episode of the BS Podcast brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know it's not smart? Writing off the Celtics team. Oh yeah, they're back. You know what else isn't smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They find people with the right skills for your job. They actively invite them to apply. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. We have some good holiday stuff coming up. College football games, bowl games, basketball, hockey, you name it. For $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app. Go right to SeatGeek.com. We announced a new podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. You can subscribe now. It's called Winging It. It is hosted by Vince Carter Mm -hmm. and Kent Bazemore. Yep. Yeah. It's happening. They're going to talk about life on the road. They're going to talk about basketball. They're going to talk about, I don't know, all kinds of old guy. Vince's shit. He's almost my age at this point. No, he's 41 or 42. Baz is in his 20s. Talk about the young old thing. Great stuff. Very excited for this one. Subscribe right now. It's called Winging It. It is on the Ringer Podcast Network. Check out theringer.com, the best website in the world. Coming up, we're going to talk to Ryan Rossillo. We're going to try to figure out through the 20-game mark, we're at the quarter mark here of the season. We're going to try to figure out the all-NBA teams and also talk about Luka Doncic and a whole bunch more. That's coming up first. Our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this. It is Tuesday afternoon, West Coast time. So if anything happens in the NBA tonight before uh, you hear this, our apologies. Ryan Rossillo is here, the host of Dual Threat. Before Hawks Heat. Hawks Heat, yeah, there could be some dramatic things happening in Hawks Heat. What else is is tonight? We got Knicks Pistons. Pistons aren't in first place anymore. That's not affecting us. Uh, I do want to watch Lakers at Denver, though. Yeah. Because I'm kind of excited for that one. But. uh, yeah, that- Tuesday's almost like the NBA got together collectively before the, they do the schedule and they go, let's have Tuesdays suck. Yeah, but I don't understand why they did that. I, I always kind of enjoyed the 12-game Tuesday. I, I didn't like that they threw it away. I don't know what's going on. It's it's felt light. Like a lot of times I'll go, you know what? Look at this schedule. I go, I'm going to get out of the house. I'm going to do something. And you know what I do? I never do it. Yeah. You yeah. Want, I was going to watch college. Watch a little, little Pac-12. Blow deck. I like below deck, Dirty John. I was excited about. I oh. watched the pilot for that. Okay. Okay, you don't seem to be impressed. Well, I want to get to the. I, I, know, ha- I, I hate when we promote things on podcasts and then we don't get to them right we away. We were close. We both. We had the eyes. We we are, we are gonna co- circle back and do the uh, stupid talk at the end of this. <laughs> All right, no problem. Save those because I have a lot of dumb things. I want to talk about Equinox. I want to talk about you've been in LA for a while, the weightlifting scene here. Yeah. Have you have you started I drinking? I thought that's why I was coming on. <laughs> have you started drinking weird juices yet? Uh, just how LA have you gotten? What's your sushi intake? We'll get to all that later. Great. We're at the 20 game mark. And the reason I wanted to do this pod was because it struck me that it's a very strange 20 game mark. There's no signature team, there's no signature player. The all-NBA teams, like if I was forced to send in my votes right now, I'd have no idea who to pick. And 
on the one hand, it's a small sample size. We have Nik- Nikola Vucevic looks like the second coming. Can you run your offense around him? Doc Rivers is the coach of the year. Like, there's some things that probably aren't sustainable. But on the other hand, it's like, all right, at some point, somebody's got to own this season, and I can't figure out who it's going to be. So who would be your candidate right now? We're going to look back at this season. Who is it? Who who does it belong to? Who What would be your prediction? For the teams? For the just- No, for a player. So we're 20 games in. So let's say we're now let's fast forward to about game 68. Are we just saying MVP here? I feel like I'm not following you right Ownership. Now. Ownership Owning of the, the league. Uh, Ownership of the season. Just the narrative. Because it I, felt I, like it was going to be Curry there and then he got hurt. Yeah, right. And I think it still is at this point because of the West. Like I was looking at the West standings last night. Yeah. And the Lakers are two games behind the Clippers for the one seed. Okay. That's like the Lakers feel like a disappointment record wise because of the slow start. They played better as of late. And then you take it out even further. Like, where's the terrible team? Is it Phoenix? Okay. They're probably terrible, but Utah can't be this bad, even though they get smoked now in some games, they got smoked again by the Pacers. And even though Donovan Mitchell didn't play, Oladipo didn't play either. I can't believe they're going to be this bad, but as bad as they are, they're five games. They're the 14th team in the West and they're five games behind the number one seeded Clippers. So Denver's had a moment. The Memphis thing doesn't feel real, even though it's impressive. Oklahoma City got off to the bad start. They've turned things around, even though they're playing a little different. So I I know it's like the same answer with a different path to feeling like Golden State should feel great about where they're at right now because well, of the no, West. Yeah, yeah, there's no second There's no team. Houston. Yeah. And I think for the first two weeks, people got really excited about Denver and Utah for some reason. The Denver thing, I, I didn't understand was Denver thing at all. They don't yeah. get stops. The no. Utah thing, people are like, well, they, you know, and for whatever reason, they're just not the same team, which is weird because they have the same team. That was the point I was making last night because, you know, I watched the Celtics game twice knowing I'd be on with you today. Mm. And I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. And he oh, the, screens. The, the Pelicans game? Yeah, it was a good win. They, they came out, they were aggressive defensively. But I think. As frustrating as Boston is, Utah's a bigger disappointment than Boston is because it's the same guys. Yeah. And now they don't play defense. And I know Mitchell's missed a couple games. Boston, when you see them struggle, I, I like you can watch them not know what the hell they're supposed to do with each other. Yeah. Like you can physically see it at home on TV going, oh, these guys, like half of them are totally lost for what they're trying to do. Utah just gets smoked. Yeah. Boston is like watching this giant jigsaw puzzle thing of pieces and knowing that there's some answer to the pieces, but nobody can figure it's out. It's like a the white answer. puzzle was just a white. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, no, like, what like, is I know this one goes somewhere. <laughs> um, the lineups, it was like, well, what if they tried this lineup and how about this? And then last night he starts the two Marcuses, Tatum, Horford and Kyrie. And they immediately look great. They go come out to big lead. It's like, Oh, we found a lineup. Okay. So now, Let's start from here. We have the five. Now use the bench to kind of maintain the lead when you have it. And See, you, you like go. this. And, and Dr. Bill loves this too. Happy birthday to your dad. Yeah, thank you. He's big big on the Marcuses getting in there because of toughness. I don't, I don't know that that actually is the solution. I don't think it's a toughness thing as much as an energy thing. And I, and I think— Their defensive energy was great in the first— the beginning of the game, which yeah, is the not, opposite of what they've been doing. I'm not even talking about defense. I'm talking about like a personality thing. So you put Kyrie out there with Tatum and Jalen and Horford and uh, Hayward. And those are like five passive guys. 
None of those guys are like, yeah, let's go. Like, might get in a technical foul, might get in a fight. Yeah, you need one crazy guy. I mean, that's one, why Matt Barnes had five extra years in the league. Yeah, you need one cannonball yeah. in there, one loose. I don't know what's what that guy's going to do. I've, I've always believed in that theory. So the five guys together, I just didn't like the energy. I saw it in person because I went to the Orlando game. I was sitting a couple rows oh, behind Oh, yeah, you. you were there. And it was like, eh, why are we dead? Dead. What, so whatever that lineup does long term, I don't know. But I know that it felt like they had some fire to them. And so I, so going back to Utah, I watched the Utah thing, and it's like they're comfortable with each other now. They have their five. But the five doesn't make as much sense this season as it did last season. I don't think it makes sense to play favors and go bear together anymore. Do you believe the rumor that Joel Ingles slept with a teammate's wife? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that's the go-to anytime something's wrong with a team. That's always the teammate's wife somehow have you, in sex. Have you heard that a teammate wants a trade because Ingles – I'm just kidding. Joel I, Joel wouldn't do that. Um and he's nope. like, come on, mate. I would never do that, mate. I didn't know you did impersonation. Yeah, I did an Australian impersonation. <laughs> well, I think, was like Shaq. I think what we learned is that— uh, Can we get in trouble on this podcast for doing that? To Jingle Juice? Australian? Yeah, no. Jingle Juice? Yeah. Joe Ingles' nickname. Oh, no. Give me some of that Jingle you Juice. clearly joking. All right, good. Because I don't think it's true. The, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Donovan Mitchell has been disappointing because— like the, the six foot two guard jacking it up as Isn't everybody else stands around is just not a great long term look. Isn't it amazing how quick we turn on these dudes? I think so, he'll figure it out, yeah. but what he's doing now is not going to work. Okay, but it was one of the great stories of last year's season yeah. with all sorts of great storylines. Okay, and then it's man, he just showed up at a barbecue on Fourth of July. Is he? He just he loves the community. He wanted to go to a pool. Look at his Instagram post. Like he's funny. He gets it. Yeah, they start he's losing hard. They start losing less posts. You know, have your own 4th of July parties. Stop <laughs> crashing other people's barbecues. And we turn on these guys so fast. And, and I'm not telling you, like, when you're watching it, hey, this is really good. They, what do they lose to Dallas by 50? Yeah, they lost to Something's Dallas by 50. Off. Yeah. I think with the Celtics, it wasn't going well, but it really did seem like a too many too many guys who need to play and everybody's unhappy. And they, it just had to shake out. The Utah thing, like, they— when Jay Crowder's playing crunch time for you and when Joe Engels is Easy. your second biggest playmaker. and He's their second leading scorer, I think. Yeah, that they're, they're, those are I love more them, significant. I like uh, them too. Go Bear, I'm sorry. Now, Go Bear's ahead of him. I don't know if I want Joe Engels deciding games for me. I like having him out there. Hmm. So the Lakers are the one that I was kind of waiting for them to, you know, everybody, they had that fight. And then what were they, like two and five, three and six? You were more bullish on him than I was. But just because of LeBron. Yeah. Because he's fantastic. But um, I'm trying to think who I've been surprised by. Like I, The Clippers. I, Are you kidding? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm that surprised by it. Because if you take them player by player, all those guys play really hard. And I really think that matters with, with the way people treat the season now, where they throw away the first 25 games. Clippers but, aren't throwing away anything. No, and that's you – know, you have a group of guys that are all out to prove something collectively. They'll have a chip. And I think that Doc is good with that stuff. I think Doc is good. You know, Popovich was always – like, I'd ask people, and go like, what's up with Pop? What's up with Pop? Like, Pop does this thing where it's this militant kind of bunker mentality where it's like, let's go out there and let's, you know, take these dudes out. Yeah. And people buy into that. Like, he really has that. And I especially – I think with his background. 
Like he really gets people. And I think Doc has some of that too. And when it doesn't go right, then people can make fun of Doc and everything. But I think that's what you're seeing with this group now. Because it's been guys that are like cast-offs. You know, you were the filler in a trade. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to sit there and tell a guy who's good enough in the NBA that, like, you need to go out there and bust it and show everybody because this is what the league has thought to you at this point. And that's what the whole team feels like. And they have contract year guys. Right. Which I like. And they have the this other team gave up on you guys. And it's just a nice mix of everybody is competitive and has something to prove. I also think, you know— I have a tortured history with deciding whether Doc is a good coach or not. Aware. But he has been coaching now for 20 years, and there's certain types of teams he can coach and succeed with, and this is one of those teams. Yeah, the, the hard thing for you in Doc's history, because I remember it from the very beginning. I remember talking to the Celtics after, you know, one of the sources that I had with the team back then after you wrote the piece. I thought, what was it, just the front? The, the I think the first line was Doc Rivers can't coach. And it, it, it really— like yeah, it, it didn't it, go over that well. It it rattled some cages there. But I think the weird thing was that there might have been people that agreed with you. And I felt like Doc was always, whenever it was a young team, it just wasn't a good fit for Doc. Doc was a, he was a vet when he wasn't a vet as a player. But that's what makes it amazing what he's doing with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. But see, I've always thought this, he was a much was, better coach than you did. But I, I think to your point back then was that he wasn't the young point guards. All of them had the hardest time with him all the time. And to your point now, Gilgis is somebody that has been entrusted to run this thing pretty early on after just a year at Kentucky. And that doesn't really happen. And yeah, so they lucked out because Gallinari showed up in shape. He was not in shape last year. No, he was, or if he was even healthy. He was just tan and Italian and handsome this year. Tobias Harris contract year. Uh, something to prove. But, you know— the contract year thing, I would almost want to look for guys in a contract year heading toward a contract year if I was, like, looking to shake up my team. Because I really do think there's something to it. I, I, I think you're getting, like, 15% more production than maybe you normally would. Like, if Tobias Harris gets $100 million, is he going to do this next year? I don't know. He might. But that but, was, like, the Nicholas Batum thing. You know, or when the, he was or up Aaron Portland. Gordon. What's yeah. like Aaron Gordon right now in Orlando? He got a contract and like he had zero points last night in Golden State. Yeah, I watched the whole thing last night. I forgot he was on the team again. That's always bad. Like that's, I know that Aaron Gordon's on the Magic. Right. But it's bad when you're watching a game and they go in and you're like, oh, that's right. Right. Well, the, <laughs> the other thing is with the Clippers, they have no guys that you forget they're on the floor. Every single guy, it's like, oh, that guy. Oh, he's doing stuff. Oh, there's Harold jumping over Harold's back. Harold's one of I my favorites, Harold. you know, and you always go, all right, will it work? Because how many high energy guys that may be a little undersized for front court, how many are great in college? And then you forget they ever existed. And he's found a way. And I think the league is going smaller too helps, but he's always been one of my favorites. I loved him in college. I was the draft that year. I had left ESPN like the month before and I, I just terms. was trying not. No, it wasn't on good terms. I don't know if you heard it was bad terms. Uh, I really wanted to tweet during the draft, and I didn't. Wait a minute, what? I was just like, I, I was kind of keeping a low profile. I was waiting until some of my stuff got settled, and I just was kind of— You couldn't even tweet about it. You could have, but you I just could've. didn't want I to. I just didn't want to. And Harold started dropping, and <laughs> it, 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 there's, there's this world in which I have four Harold tweets out there just for posterity where I'm just like, oh, my God, the Celtics are going to pass on this guy— for R.J. Hunter and try to get him at 33. No, he went 32. And then Jordan, they basically, R.J. Hunter and Jordan Mickey were two Celtics picks. And Montrezl Harrell was, was sandwiched in between them. 
And my whole thing on that is energy guys work in the NBA. They just do. Go find the guys in college who are jumping over everybody and, bl- and doing chase down blocks. And unless that guy's super insane, he's going to be okay in the NBA. You can play him as a ninth man. So it hurts. It hurts that he's doing well in the Clippers. RJ yeah. Hunter had a good run, though. Man. Not with the Celtics. By the way, what is – before we get to we'll, – we'll do a break and then we'll do the All-NBA teams. What is the most Philly can get for Fultz? Incredible that you just asked me about this. He makes $7 bucks, so it has, to, it has to basically be somebody that matches his salary within 15%. Okay. You know why it's really funny that you asked me this is that I just got off the phone with Van Pelt, and we were going over his one big thing for yeah. tonight, and he's doing it on Markel. Okay. Okay. And he asked me the exact same because I think the easiest thing is for all of us collectively to go like, oh, it's so bad. This is unprecedented. Okay. And if you had to do this thing where you go, you know, if you had to bet money on how this ends, it's I mean, not unprecedented though. This happened with Darko. This happened with Hashim. Oh, you're talking. Okay. But you're talking about the actual transaction itself. I'm talking about the story of somebody oh, who is so good. Yeah. And, you know, I even asked some people that were near the top of the draft, you know, looking back on it, where they could have done that thing where front offices, t- they do the Hugh Jackson, where they take credit for stuff after right. the fact. Um, and that'd be something we do on Dual Threat today. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there were people going, dude, he was sick. He was sick. Okay. So it was an injury thing with him or whatever. It makes all the sense of the world that Philly took him number one. But I can't believe you just brought up Darko because that's what I said to Van Pelt because I think what happens is, is when you're that kind of a pick and it can be disastrous. Now, it's disastrous for different reasons. Darko was immature and just never developed. And Fultz, I have no idea what's going on upstairs with him or how hurt he may really be or maybe not at all. But you're still going to get a first rounder for him. You're still going to get so a first Darko, rounder. Darko fetched a first rounder. Darko ended up getting you... Um, the first, so the first round ended up, yeah. So that was what Chris Rodney Wallace Stuckey. traded for. Him. All roads lead to Chris Wallace. Yeah. So fifteenth. So you ended up getting a pick, and I don't know what the protections were on it in two thousand seven, but you're, and it was a disaster, by the way, on that on that trade. Like yeah. Orlando was was over it. So you're talking about what Chris Wallace with Memphis? I think it was. I think the first trade there is Orlando. Maybe. Well, false. It is. Oh, Orlando, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, right. Oh, then, he ended up in the Stucky deal later, him. right. Oh, that's right, Orlando. So, Fultz makes 8.3. And I was trying to think, like, uh, like if the Bulls, they, I guess they would need an expiring contract to get thrown in, but they, if they offered Antonio Blakeney in a second rounder for Fultz, would Philly at least have a meeting about it? <laughs> <laughs> we should do a pod they look later at, this they year. Look at, they look at, they'd at least cut off Black, Blakeney's uh, offensive possessions because I actually like him. He's one of yeah. my favorite like league pass guys. Him and Aaron Holiday would be my backcourt of on the all underrated <laughs> backcourt. But uh, but if if you offer you me Blakeney in a them. second, I'd be like, you know what? That makes us better. Let's do it. We'll what's get a high matter? second from the Bulls. Why the hell? Oh, it'd be like the thirty fifth okay, pick. All right, all right, right. Could and if you're the protected? Bulls, you throw faults in there. And now you basically ended up with the number one pick in a draft from 18 months ago. I would do that if I was I, – I would try to get him if I were the Bulls. I think that's the team for him. League pass to me would be Levine, Fultz, and Jabari out there at the same time. That would oh be my incredible. God. Poor Jabari. I think you and I could score on Jabari. Jabari's told us. You know, I always think it's funny when fans argue about guys. You're like, no, no. In this case, the dude said he doesn't want to play defense. Right. So don't argue. And can't don't, move side to side. Yeah, so don't he really he can't play it either. Because there's always that thing when somebody gets beat up on when one specific point publicly, then eventually all of a sudden, the, like the media will be like, actually, a lot of people tell you Jabari's a little underrated. 
Right. You're like, no, actually, he no, said he stinks at it. He yeah. doesn't care. So that's kind of the end of the argument. What are the faults on Chicago, Phoenix? I think Phoenix would do anything. And I do think that the dumber teams, well, I see, here's the thing is, are you a dumb team for taking the chance? If we're talking about a guy like Blakeney in a, in a second, that's not really that much to give up. Is faults for Josh Jackson a fair trade? No, you can't move Josh Jackson for faults. Josh Jackson's like in witness protection right now. He plays eight minutes a game. And they're terrible, again, He's by the, the way. He's the third string small forward on that team. He, right, he took a huge step back. Huge, because he finished, he kind of did that thing that I'm always scared of, his, his big numbers at the end of a season. Garbage time, yeah. uh, tank of pollution. Remember numbers. Gerald Green's one run oh, there yeah. with Boston? You were like, all Bassie right. Telfair had a couple games right. that season. Will too. we have enough numbers left here for the Celtics organization? <laughs> Gerald Green. Uh, hold uh, well, on, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's take a break. Let's talk about The New Yorker, an iconic magazine that represents the best writing in America today and has for decades, actually. Beyond publishing the best writers in the world, they hold people in power accountable through rigorous reporting and compelling storytelling, beautiful pieces on subject that readers may not have previously put much thought into, like the world's diminishing supply of sand or heirloom beans. In corporate features like poetry, fiction, cultural criticism, satire, it's all in every issue. Get the best writing anywhere, everywhere with home delivery of the print edition each week or read on the go with the New Yorker Today app or via Google News. I was just reading an old New Yorker piece. The best thing is they have such a huge library. Ricky Jay died this week and they reran the uh, the piece about him from 1993, a feature they did that is one of the best features of the 90s and is a must read. You should probably go back and Read that one. Check it out. NewYorker.com slash BS. Listeners of this podcast say 50% when they enter code BS. Special offer, 12 issues for just six bucks. Get the exclusive New Yorker tote bag. Choose between print, digital, or a combo subscription. Subscribe to the New Yorker. Read something that means something. Again, 12 issues for $6 and a free tote bag. Just go to NewYorker.com slash BS. All right. Uh, so you think Fultz can get a first round pick from yes. somebody? Yeah. Oh, I do. I, I think there's four teams I would trade for him, and I'm not positive any of them would give up a first. If the Celtics gave him up a first for him tomorrow, you'd be like, okay. You'd, you'd be like, all right, I'm talking myself into this. Is that on the table? <laughs> <laughs> we can bring him back. <laughs> all I know is I was there for the playoffs talking to. Uh, people that work for the Celtics and Fultz was a done deal. They were taking them and then all of a sudden they're trading him. So I, one of my dreams is to find out what happened. Ainge is really good at not telling everybody around the team what he's doing. I mean, imagine at some point he tells his son who's terrific, but yeah, uh, that was, that was always the thing with Ainge in the beginning is that it felt like people always knew what he was going to do. Marcus Banks, he loved Robert Swift. I think we've been over this before on the podcast. So I know like, yeah, but it just he does a he does a much whatever he does now. There's a lot of times where you think you know what's going on there, and then Ainge just does whatever he wants, which I think is good. I think it's I think it's the right way to do it. Do we have to treat Fultz like a child actor, where or like a like a celebrity who's had a hiccup where he just needs to go away for like a year, and then come back fresh with like a new narrative? But and the it's thing like, hey, Marco him, Fultz is back. But think about him. Like he hasn't even done anything wrong. He just hasn't been good. And I know, we can't but explain it. You can't get to the point where you're being ironically cheered because you made a free throw in, in like a professional basketball game. Like once that starts, start, you just have to stop playing. You need to regroup, reset. The Amari Cooper thing? 
where he celebrated a touchdown All by practice. It. It's like I tried it the other night. Shooting around, he turned into Rudy. It works. Oh, you tried it? Yeah, where you just throw the ball back and forth, and then you go right into the shot. You don't have enough time to even think about it. Like his whole thing, so it is knocks he, your head out of yeah. out of being nervous about the free throw. Whenever, and I said this to somebody, and I think it was one of those things where if you point out something to somebody who's doing this professionally, they just have to tell you you're wrong. Yeah. But the times I've noticed that Fultz looked good is when it would be the end of the shot clock and he didn't have any time to think about it. So that's, I think, what the hope is. But I, you know, it's easier when it's just somebody's knee. <laughs> right. It's easier when it's somebody's knee and you go, okay, hey, you're going to look better in nine months. Like he has Don't no worry ACLs. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah, oh, we'll, make, we'll make it do. This is different. Dewan Blair. No ACLs. I think this is the probably the single strangest situation in the history of the NBA that doesn't involve drugs or gambling or guns in the locker room or any sort of sorted anything. Just a, a straightforward, really bizarre situation. What if Oklahoma City said we'll give you Paul George? Schroeder for him. I I stand by Schroeder. If you watch if you watch OKC, Schroeder's good at basketball. He he might not fit into your little advanced metrics world. You might not like his hair. He Are might you talking be a to dick. me right now? I'm talking to people out there who didn't like I that haven't trade. liked him. I haven't liked him. But I, 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 like do, I do think it's really weird what they're doing to close games where Westbrook's off of him. Yeah. And I'm like, man. I mean, they had a uh I think it was they had a three guard lineup in one game I was watching where Russ watched two other point guards play alongside Great. him. Make it weird. It is weird. Russ gotta do it. I don't know what the screen numbers are for Russ in today's NBA, but well, do you see Russ's three point stats this year? I haven't seen him yet. He's, he's I think he's shooting like eighteen percent. It's really bad, and he's taking like four plus a game. In today's game, that's low. It's it's not great. It's <laughs> not what you want. Not what you're looking for. I wonder if there's some buyers remorse with Paul George. I had this uh, thought. Right, I tweeted it out when it. When it happened, I had like Oladipo had one of those just motherfucker games. Yeah. And it was the same night as on the other TV. I had it. Is Paul George on the Thunder games? Oh, he is. He's not inactive tonight. Kind of like the Aaron Gordon thing. From yeah. The Warriors game. Is he out there? I understand positional fit. I understand complementary styles. I understand being beta to, to Russ's alpha. And this is not the Oladipo that the Thunder traded. No. But in a vacuum, I'd rather go to war with Oladipo than Paul George. No well, question. Was, well, the, this version of Oladipo, of course. Right, yeah. Okay. But, but they also got Sabonis in that trade. I know. Who is the second best player on their team. He's incredible. I love it. He Should he's I not put just, him in the top 60 trade value? Uh, you put well, him we're in? talking he's still contract, a rookie contract, right? Yeah, and he's, what, a mid-rounder? So, what was he, 11 or 12, something like that? Um, God, I really, I really enjoy Sabonis. He's he's their guy. And look, they kept him in the game last night. They were still up 30. Yeah. So they wanted him to get his numbers. He's the second leading scorer for the Pacers. We'll get to this a little bit later, but it's, it's Bogdanovich. Right. Which surprised me because Miles Turner's taken a, another step back. The only thing I really don't understand that's going on in the league this season that just flummoxes me and I can't explain it and I watch them and I don't get it is Orlando. Like, went to that Celtics game when the Magic beat them. I didn't understand it as it was happening. Watch last night. They're just hanging with Golden State. They're going toe-to-toe with Durant, who's got 49 points, ends up with it. And Clay went crazy. Clay had to go crazy in the fourth room to win that game. That was a tough game. Lucevic was incredible. And then whenever he got doubled, he kicked it out to Terrence Ross, and then Terrence threw down a reverse. What is happening? 
Why do they suck? I don't, <laughs> DJ Augustine's out there. The guy's been on 40 teams. Is it because of that? Is that, do we just yeah, answer I the question? Yeah, I can't get past that. You, I can't, DJ Augustine, Terrence Ross, they have dudes. What if somebody offered Isaac in a first for Tatum, unprotected? Uh, I'm not trading Tatum. I just want to see how much you like Isaac. I do like Isaac, although he did the classic. Not Isaac Haas. I can't believe guys do this. It drives me nuts. <laughs> Where the Warriors are up one. Durant has the ball in the top of the key. And if you just pause it, I would, and we're watching the TV, and I just pause the TV. I'd be like, he's going to pull up from three. We know the spot that he shoots from. We know what he's going to do. Isaac goes four feet beyond the arc, and Durant just pulls up and shoots the three. I would just, just take your layup. Take the layup. I don't care. Go by me. I'm not giving you a three. You make a three or four. But Durant, over and over again, he does this. I was watching the Orlando he broadcast ropes, too. He ropes, the, ropes these dudes into it. He like Jedi mind tricks them. Yeah, there's just nothing you can do because of the release on it. Just but let even him go by you. The Orlando broadcast is like, oh, he wants a screen, and he didn't. He didn't want the screen. No, no one gonna, showed, and no. he just he just He's was like, all right, all right. Who do you think? Speaking of last second shots, did you see Zach Levine's shot last night for Chicago? I ended up not seeing it somehow. Okay, so they're down one to San Antonio. Yeah, and he has it. Yeah, and he just dribbled it out and took a three. <laughs> Down one. <laughs> and it was so bad. Like, they didn't run anything. And I thought the Wizards were bad. Like, they won an overtime. Chris Paul didn't play for the Rockets. I mean, Harden and Gordon went nuts. But they had a play where they ran it with Wall, where they screened Harden off of him. So then Wall had to take it. They ran a Jeff Green, John Wall pick and roll. Deadly. To get Harden off of Wall and get Wall into Tucker. And then they both Smart. ignored Green. <laughs> Smart. Shockingly didn't work. Yeah, I can't believe it. But Levine took this shot where it was just I, I I all I could think of is like we need to do a group of who would be the worst guy to play pickup hoops with in the NBA. And Zach Levine's first team that. It's his it was ceiling. such a terrible shot. They're down one. Good fantasy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of on your team, 25 and 5. A lot of opportunities, high well, usage rate. Jimmy Buckets took one of the worst threes I've seen, and it went in in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, right. They're right. down, they're down one, and he does the step back twenty six footer with a hand in his face, and he makes it. And it's like, oh, Jimmy Buckets. I'm like, that's just a terrible shot. Yeah, see, I take that shot every time, Jimmy Butler. You know what's great too is it's like what an asset, you know, and like all this stuff, and like, look, you want Jimmy Butler? He's awesome. He's awesome. But yeah, I didn't realize how bad of a shot it was until like an hour of it living on social media. It was, you know? it was immediately bad. Right. And the it's, ringer's Tommy Alter, who's a Bulls fan who still loves Jim Butler. He's like, no, Jimmy makes those. I'm like, really? <laughs> makes 26-foot fallaways with the hand in his face? And then it's, he, he, I don't know, in the playoffs, <laughs> that's not working. And I'm pretty sure at some point Embiid is going to be looking side-eyed at this. I worry. That is Embiid's team. That is oh, Embiid's city. It's so his team. It's funny because people were making a big deal last night uh, on the internets about how the, the fans never chanted MVP for Durant when he had 49 in the Warriors game. Just give him the token, right. you know, uh, drive-by uh, MVP chant. Nope. If Karis LeVert can get it in Brooklyn. Karis LeVert can get it. I mean, Kyrie gets it in Boston. Here's the thing. Curry is Cur – the Warriors belong to Curry. That fan base, that stadium, it's Curry's team, and that's the roadmap for Durant to leave because he knows now after being there two-plus years – that's Curry's team. Even though it's they Curry did, City. it felt like they tried to make it Durant's team. It didn't work. Do you it's remember, it. though, when they did that, like, not the groundbreaking that we recently saw that awesome picture of Durant hooked right. up in the uh, 
the 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 construction gear with the hard. No one looks cool in a hard hat and a and a no. orange vest. You might you might have the right kind of outfit. No, that's a good call. I right you after a nice that. little two hour yeah, session, maybe just some welding, some spot welding. <laughs> but <laughs> start smoking again. Uh, I actually never smoked, but I would. Um, I think. I think there was this transition where they tried, they almost tried to make Durant feel like he was the guy. Cause I don't, was nah. it Ethan Strauss, who's really good, wrote kind of, I hope it was him that wrote this article. And he's just so good at writing about the Warriors that I just assumed it would have been him. Is it was kind of going like Curry's the one that put this thing on the map, but it feels like ownership is, is, I don't know if kissing, they, I, I don't think it's the right thing, but flirting with the idea that it was Durant's team. And, you know, they're showing Durant and they're showing him like, look at the new building. You know, like, hey, is it going to be fun to take jumpers in here, Kevin? Yeah. You know? You can live in San Francisco yeah. and take a five-minute walk to the how, games. How great is that? We're going to have, have Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And you're like, do you like, do you like Chick-fil-A? And you're like, yeah, man, cool. Um, and Katie's got Rich in his other ear going, you're going to own New York. You're going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened. You're going to be bigger than Jeter. And they're like, hey, check out, check out the stadium. Do you want to— Put money on it now? I don't want to bet against Wait, hold on. Before we go to that, because I do want to go to that. Okay. Um, the MVP thing, there was a reason I brought that up. The Curry thing, but then it went back. Oh, Embiid. The Embiid Simmons Yeah, thing. let's stay on Embiid. Just quickly, I think that's, I think Philly is Embiid City. And I just don't see Embiid and Simmons staying. I'm not trying to start shit. You can't, don't pull this out of context for your blog post. This is just a gut feeling. I just think they love Embiid. And if he's there, the, the if he's going to be there the whole time, Simmons will eventually. He's not going to be happy being the sidekick. I just don't. I don't think he's wired that way. I think he's competitive, and you could feel it. You can feel it when you go to the games there. And Beat is the guy for them. He's the process. He's the guy they nurtured. He's the plant they watered for, you know, four years, and that's their guy. And that's not changing. And he's the better player. And this year. It He's was, putting up Shaq numbers this year. It was, I mean, when you really break down those Embiid numbers, and yeah. I did it all night last night when you asked me to come on and do this podcast, the MVP, like I I wanted to write down Embiid as MVP. I wanted to. It's, but it's, it's just, a, there's a case. There's a case, but there's also a case to be made that he's on the second team, all NBA. Okay. So I'm going, all right, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to be different, I'm like, don't be different, you know, see how you feel. But there's so many nights where I watch Embiid. It is so clearly his team. And the Simmons problem at this point, I don't think is an Embiid Simmons problem. It's a Simmons problem. Because there are nights where I watch your son yeah. and I think, what's what's he really going to be? Best case. And I will say his— I still it, want him. It could still be awesome. But he he makes me nervous based on top 10 player expectations. Right. And that's like his expectations. He's living in such a rare air that there's too many nights for a guy that's supposed to be a top 10 guy. And he still could be all those things. That I don't, I don't think it's a lock that he's going to be there. He's only twenty-one. I think from a floor generalship standpoint, he's definitely gotten better this year. Like he definitely feels like he's managing the game and where the ball's going more than he did last year. But he is a he's a bad basketball fit with Embiid. To have a so a that's a point problem. guard who can't shoot to play off of Embiid is is not what you would write down to do list. Let me walk you back to the early eighties. Please do. Um, Magic Johnson couldn't shoot for like four years. He had no jump shot. Um, Kareem was, you know, the spacing was screwed up on that. Magic eventually was able to extend his range and became a decent shooter from the outside. A little bit of a three-point Keep shooter. you honest. Uh, right. <laughs> Keep you honest. But um, It was like one attempt a game back then. I just feel like I'm not writing off Ke- uh, Simmons' jump shot at age 21. 
I, we were there for Jason Kidd in the 90s when he shot 37% every year and, you know, was just an abomination. So you're saying like in 12 years, Simmons can start knocking I'm, down I, some threes? I'm saying it could be three It years. took Kidd forever. It took Kidd forever. But, All right, but, does Simmons look any better no, shooting No, but he was, class of, he was class in 94. And on the 01, 02, he got traded to the Nets in 01. And 01, 02, 03 was when he blossomed. And he became one of the best three players in the league. So I, I think... With Simmons, I, I don't even care about the outside shot as more as I want him to get more creative around like posting up, running jumpers, all the stuff we talked about last year in the podcast and the playoffs. He's got to get more creative in transition and just being more of a scorer, um, which doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you got to get a 25-foot shot. You got to get a 20-foot shot. But I, but going back to the original point, though, I just think it's Embiid's team. And Embiid, if you look at his numbers— they are Shaq numbers this year. This is like an Orlando Shaq season that he's doing. It's it's incredible. Um, he's like 29 and 13 a night. And not just that, um, really tries to hurt people's feelings. No, that's what I love There's about it. There's an old that- school mentality in him where he's like, I don't want to just beat you. I want you to like go into a funk for like a week after we play. There's so many empty numbers in this league now. And you can sort through it and go, well, wait a minute. How come you're not talking about this guy a little bit more? And as we yeah. do this exercise of trying to get first and second teams, like I started going with guys that I've watched a quarter way into the season be like, oh, how many guys like feel real though in big moments where yeah. like Lou Williams, how people. Lou Williams like, feels real. You know, it's one game, but what MB did to Davis yeah. in that, that game a couple weeks ago. Like that factored into how I I feel about him. I don't I think he's that, ever. I actually thought that was the most interesting game of the entire season. I loved that game. Yeah, that was a great one. And Davis did redeem himself a bit there, but there was a long stretch where he wasn't defending Embiid. Yeah, like they didn't want him on him. And- I also like. Did you watch Embiid versus Gobert? Thought uh, that was really interesting too. Kept going at him. Um, the Gobert thing's talking. getting weird too because I think teams. Like, I hate when I see a guy that I like and go, do you have to bench him in certain playoff matchups now? Well, it feels that's a little, what they're doing with It him. feels a little Hibbert-ish. Remember that? Where, where all of a sudden Hibbert wasn't as much of an asset anymore. And Gobert, um, I remember last year the Celtics really abused him in a regular season game. They just kept pulling him away from the basket and then beating him off the dribble. And it seems like more and more teams are trying to do that with him. The Hibbert thing would be like DiCaprio being in Caddyshack too. Like the lead, <laughs> and you go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and it just never, never was I mean, the same. He almost made the finals, and he, he was, was considered he was like the, the guy that was stopping. Like he was the reason that Miami wasn't going to get to the NBA finals. I think we wrote about him at Grantland for like, like a year and a half straight, just to how he was revolutionizing basketball. And Portland made an offer on him when he, I think he was restricted, and then it was matched. Yeah, so it was big money, and then yeah. it's just. Can you do a Hibbert podcast? The game, he's available. He's around. The game changed on poor Roy Hibbert. Uh, Let's take a break, then we'll come back. Let's talk about our old friends at Stamps.com. The holidays are the busiest time of the year, especially at the post office. That's why we use Stamps.com to save time. During the hectic holiday season, Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. post office right to your desktop. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, package, class mail. Using your own computer and printer. The mail carrier picks it, picks it up. You don't have to go to the post office. Print postage any day, any time. Saves you time and money. Helps you print the right amount of postage every time. Never overpay again. With all the time and money, you'll save stamps.com. The best gift you can give yourself this holiday season. I use it because, and I've been using it since the days of the BS report when I found out about it. 
I use it because I like just printing out my own stuff and then handing it to my mail lady. It's fantastic. Right now, you can enjoy stamps.com with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in BS. That is stamps.com, enter BS. And since we're here, let's also talk about all birds dedicated to making stylish, comfortable footwear using premium natural materials designed for life's everyday adventures. All birds, tree runners are comfy shoes made from trees. All birds, most sustainable shoe yet done in a way that adds to the comfort without compromising quality. They pass all birds, rigorous, sustainable forestry standard. They believe that comfort design and sustainability don't have to be mutually exclusive. The tree runners aren't just shoes. You can feel good about. They look good too. Design simply, no unnecessary logos come in a bunch of limited edition colors, wear them to work on the show or in the park. I just wore them two days ago. Super comfortable with the holidays right around the corner. It is time to consider Allbirds as a gift for someone on your list or for yourself. The all-new Tree Runners, available in a variety of limited edition colors at allbirds.com. All right, let's do, uh, there's been enough foreplay. Let's do our all-NBA teams. I have Embiid as my center, so we might as well start there. We can go back and forth. It's so close. Um, Embiid's, I mean, I'll just do it because we referenced it real quick. I don't want to do this with a ton of guys. The, oh, it's just the center crop? Yeah, well, no, well, just let's the, give all the choices. It's, Marc it's, Gasol's in there. Gasol is so off the charts in some of the defensive numbers. Like, it's some of it's nuts. Now, I don't put – I think the extremes on defensive numbers work. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that doesn't make any sense that's super gray. It comes down to watching guys. I went back and forth. I flipped on this because you realize the Pelicans are actually a really good offense this year too. Yeah. And having said all those different – The Grizzlies. I, I wrote down, no, I'm talking to Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when I look at that team, I go, okay, well, who does Davis have? But Miritich has been good. Randall's been terrific for him coming off the bench. And I think it's another indicator of how important Drew Holiday is for them. So you can't keep doing the Anthony Davis has nobody thing. No, I, but by the way. They're I, better. I agree with you. I think that team has talent. Etwan Moore's good, yeah. by the way. So that's I another I like Randall. Guy. I like Meritich. And Drew Holiday is one of the best two-way guards in the league. I think I voted for him for third-team All-NBA last year. God bless you for doing that. Because yeah. I've always liked him. He just never, look, he's just not available. So all of those things include, I, I'm giving Embiid, and it was a really dumb tiebreaker for me, but it was that game. I was going Unfair. to I was going to vote for Marcus Gasol. It's, you I had it written down. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, fuck Embiid. How good? And then I looked up the Embiid's, his actual numbers. I was like, holy shit. Okay. 28, All right. 13, three and a half. The only thing Davis had, Davis is getting five assists a game. Um, It's just not. I mean, he's he's incredible. Because so. I do, there is a weird caveat this year. The West is so much better than the East that, um, you know, for Gasol to be doing this night after night, when you're playing two thirds of your games against these other West teams that are all good versus Embiid, let's face it, he gets you know he gets kicked the shit out of Hassan Whiteside, he gets kicked the shit out of Jan Mahimni, and you know just going through the East, what's that twenty extra games of just him kind of boning up because there's really only four other good teams in the East. I think there's people listening right now going, it's still Anthony Davis. So they don't want to listen to anything we're saying. Oh, the, no, the efficiency stuff. They if go, they're no, no, saying that, they're wrong because it's Embiid. And I think I think it's really close, though. I've changed my mind on it, but I'm going with Embiid. So you'd go Davis, second team, and then Gasol, third team. I love how we're doing this after 20 games like it's a real thing. It is. Can I give Gasol props for a second? Yeah. He's having the best season of his career. <laughs> He's 33. He's averaging 18 
uh, almost 10 rebounds a game, four assists a game. He's shooting 40% from three this year. Now, to put that in perspective, in 2015, when he made first team All-NBA, he averaged 0.13s a game or 0.23s a game and made 17% of them. He just was not even That's in the cards how long ago? That was uh, four years ago. He was that bad four years ago? He, he just didn't shoot them. He didn't oh. shoot them three years ago. He didn't start shooting them until the 17th season. And now he has turned into, right now he's a 46-40-73 guy for shooting splits. But then the defense, I really like watching Memphis. I love Jaron Jackson. I like those three guys. Um, I don't know. Slow-mo hasn't been good for them this year so far, but I still kind of like, he kind of makes sense in that team. I'm not giving up on him Right, yet. but years past where I watch Memphis and be like, you guys, especially with all the injuries over the years, there'll be nights where I go, I can't believe three guys are playing this many minutes in an NBA game. Yeah. And when you watch Memphis now, I'm, I'm not telling you it's the deepest team, but it feels like they've gotten really good production from like seven guys, right. which is you know, kind of hard to do. Like you look through the whole thing and you're like, oh, this guy's doing, all right, he fits in. They're adaptable here. I love that Conley and Gasol are reminding everybody how terrific the two are. But it's just, I think we both know when you look at it, you go, what do you really think realistically the seed will be at the end of the year? But they play really well together. Um, There's a real history with them. And I got to say like Conley, I know he's not the best point guard in the league. He's, but, but he's, but he's the number one guy you would pick if it's like, all right, we're going to run and try to keep the court for three hours and we need somebody who's going to make everybody happy and just make all the right decisions. Zach Levine first. (laughs) But he's just, he's so much fun to play with. He doesn't care if he scores. He makes the right move every time. All he wants to do is set everybody else up. He's like the kind of point guard that we grew up with. Now, now the word point guard has gravitated to like the Kyrie, Devin Booker, yeah, Damian Lillard type guys. Yeah, and it's like kind of get out of my way, let me shoot. It's also an incredibly deep position. So like somebody it can is. sit there and go, oh man, do you think De'Aaron Fox could be this or that? And I go, you know, I like De'Aaron Fox this year. It, it, the Sacramento's whole thing I really like this year. Like look how competitive they are. Look how yeah. hard they play. Like Dave Yeager, like the whole reason, like, oh, Dave Yeager's in trouble. Well, one, that's must be because it's Sacramento. And two's the what's the problem? Because Marvin Bagley's not going to win MVP. I don't like Marvin Bagley's chances of winning the MVP like he predicted before the season started. But you can't get pissed at Dave Yeager when this team's actually competitive with still all these different pieces. Like yeah. Buddy Hield's good. He's like you their backcourt's good. Yeah. And I, it's not a diss to look at De'Aaron Fox going, I don't think he'll ever be a top five. It's more a, a, just a compliment to that position. This in, this position is so I'm gonna insanely stop you there. deep. I actually, I think he does have a chance to be a top 10 guy. At I'm the not position? ruling it out. At the no, position. I'm saying I think he can make a second team all NBA at some point in his life. Wow. I, I've been wildly impressed by him because he's still really young. I, I, I get it. I don't even know if he's 21 yet. I'm going to say he's 20. But the leap that he made from year one to year two, the thing that I love about him is the spirit that he plays with. And, like, he's just, like, a a natural leader, good energy, just kind of there to win and doesn't care about anything other than let's win. 21 next month. 21 next month. New Orleans. Born. I don't know where he went to high school. I like Fox. So I got a, I have Gasol one, uh, I have Gasol as my number two. I know that's not going to So wait a minute. What did you do then? Did you? I have Embiid, first team on NBA. Gasol would be my second team on. So where's Anthony Davis? Forward? No, I'd put I'd I'd either make him a forward or put him third team, just for the first twenty games. He's not going to end up there. Okay, but this I'm the assignment you, that I got last night when I said yes, and then I spent too much time on this. Yeah, the assignment. I didn't mislead you. Okay. What? How did I mislead you? 
I just don't know how you leave Anthony Davis off. I wanted to put him on team, the first team, and then I said, you know, I'm going to go with Embiid. Well, he might end up on my second okay. team. I didn't want to. Should we just it. start over then? From no, no, <laughs> no. So we both have Embiid for the first team. Who are your two forwards? This is a great question because here's some this of the is, forwards. This is we even have. harder than the Giannis, right. Kawhi, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. And, Le- and LeBron has been first team All NBA, I think, every year since 1974. Okay, uh, it's Giannis. Giannis, I think, is has the to easiest be in there. one. Yeah, he has to be in there. Which is saying something with this yeah. group that Giannis yeah. is the easiest one yeah. to put in there. Uh, Durant and LeBron are an absolute coin flip. But. And Kawhi might be the MVP. Yep. Which doesn't necessarily mean he has to be first team on NBA. No, but, you know, MVP, I think, is more of a story where LeBron and this kind of stuff. I think it's what we've seen. There's been moments, maybe in the first half of the season, I felt like LeBron was really coasting. I thought he was terrible on defense. I think he's cranked it up a bit defensively. So yeah, I'm, I not, started... I'm not following a recency bias with LeBron. He made there were some games when he was on autopilot. That's absolutely. I mean, I've yeah. seen him coast in games, and then you still look at the box score at the end, and you go, "Oh man, he still had 38 and seven. I'm going to go with LeBron first team mm, okay. over Durant, even though I'll accept any argument that Durant's there with Giannis. So Kawhi's not even in the discussion for you. I didn't have him. I mean, I got him second team. I I didn't like that he's only played 15 games. Kawhi? Yeah, he's yeah. Say, he basically has not. Has he played a back-to-back this year? He That's factored into some of the other guys that I went with. Yeah. Like Steph Curry, I mean, eventually, okay, if it were a week ago and he was like three or four games shy, like there was a couple guys that I was like, oh, I'm okay with Oladipo when we get to him at some point. But with Steph, if you missed, what, eight? I can't, I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, he's missed too many. Right. Durant's played, I think, all 22. And what's crazy is Embiid has played 22 games, and Embiid's averaging 35 minutes a game. And if I'm a Sixers fan, I would be paralyzed by the fear of my terrible front office and the whole Colangelo disaster combined with, are we sure Brett Brown knows what he's doing? I just don't like Embiid has already played 700 minutes. I think because there's been they've been so bad at closing. And the hope was Jimmy, but I think there's I, these stretches where I watched him play and you go, Brett's so frustrated that this team's going to be bad offensively again to close a game. Brett Brett starting faults and bringing Reddick off the bench was the dumbest thing in like You said that years. this summer too. I just look, what are you doing? Just start Reddick. He stretches the floor. You have Ben Simmons who can't shoot. And now you're going to put another guy who can't shoot? What are you doing? It feels like they were trying literally anything to inspire some sort of confidence. Like, it was all a mental play, I think, with every single Fultz decision. Well, including um, talking to reporters during the preseason, the joke we had the last time we were on, some people think Fultz might be an all-defense guy. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. People of the Sixers, they're they're thinking Fultz might uh, might, might be a 2010 guy. I've talked to people with the Raptors that think Jamario Moon's the best two-way guy (laughs) in the league. And you can never say it emphatically. It always has to be like, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, one of the things that I think about Chucky Atkins that a lot of people are missing. Chucky Atkins. I say Chucky Atkins a lot. If you, uh, if you talk to the Celtics, like they think Rob Williams could make an All NBA team. Someday. What's his nickname? Lord Time. That he didn't Rob know Williams. About? Yeah, I don't know. Robert. Robert. Yeah. So I have a Kawhi's missed five. Of, uh, he's missed six of twenty-one games. So yeah, I'm gonna factor that in there. I uh, there's a lot of people around the Raptors. I tell you, Lorenzo Brown's the real leader of this team. Lorenzo Brown. I put uh, 
God, I'm going to take shit for this, but I have Durant as first team. He, I, I have Durant and Giannis. Here's why. <laughs> Durant's played every game. That team's had a lot of weird shit going on. Um, I just, like, yeah, watching last night, I'm like, this guy's the 49 against Orlando. I was like, this guy's one of the best three guys in the league. I can't not have him on the first team on NBA. All right, but think about who you're taking off. You're taking LeBron taking off. off. I'm taking LeBron up, but I just told you why I took him off. Because I watched. So you were him, already planning on the Durant I watched thing. That's him why coast, you said that. Yeah. I watched him coast during games. Now, and you're right. And he did. Uh, but Durant, the, the like, stats are almost identical across the board for the guys. They just, I just felt like Durant's played harder for those 22 games. And if Kawhi had not taken off the back-to-backs and stuff, Kawhi would be my choice for for uh, first team. But I just. I, okay, know. but as weird as the Warriors thing's been, he still has. <laughs> Up until the Dre thing recently, he still had Draymond. He's got Clay, who I don't know what he finished with in the fourth quarter, but at one point he had 19 in the fourth quarter against Orlando. He may have gotten another bucket somewhere. At the point, it might have been over. And LeBron has a collection of guys he can't wait to trade for somebody really good. So that's why I gave the nod to LeBron. Do you, do you like the team Durant's playing with right now? He hasn't had Draymond for five games. He hasn't had Curry for eight. No, I don't. You know, and Clay Thompson I'm, has taken more shots than I think he's taken his whole career. And then they've had these random dudes. So they, they brought a guy out like three weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, I'm stumped. I don't know who that is. I hate when I have to Google the dude. Yeah, it's like I I feel like I'm slipping. It's like, wow. Yeah, because it immediately is. makes me feel like I'm yeah. old. It's like, it, go, this is my job. I don't know who this is. Yeah, but I don't think what Marcus Derrickson. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. Let me run a Durant theory. Can I can I throw this at you? And I want you to answer it so it's not a monologue here. Yeah. But other than that Westbrook injury run where Durant played by himself, yeah, which is a while ago now, and then transitioning into a warrior system that really is and I hope the the, the Steph people that well, there's plenty of pro Steph people, but the anti-Steph people like see how different this team is without him. Yeah. It's so obvious that defense is freak when he's out there, especially with the start that he got off to this year, that it just makes everybody's world easier. And so, so you're you, ready to give him MVP after two weeks, but then he got hurt. Um, I can't stop doing this Embiid thing, but then again, I didn't even pick him. God, for you my love guy. Embiid, man. I just this love, is- I love all the things you said, though. I love that the the points matter. I love the fierceness. I love that he feels like, you know, he should be embarrassed about what happened last year against the Celtics because they still had it going into it what thought to be the two best players in that series and they couldn't close anything. Yeah. I mean they they looked really bad in that series and whatever they were young and despite the fact they had this great regular season that again I never thought was going to happen that quickly. But what is is it is it at all possible that this is tough for Durant and it's tough for the Warriors? Because it's been such a long time where he's absolutely had to be the number one all the time. Because as great as Clay is, he's off of other people. He's not going to control the ball a lot. Draymond maybe gets you into transition, but he's but still that, setting you up. Like it's still, despite right. Durant being one of the two, three best players in the world, he hasn't had that offensive carry the burden every single possession, night in and night out, since going all the way back to the Westbrook injury year. I feel like he has it more than ever this year because of. Uh, like Draymond's just terrible from the outside now. Yeah. I don't know if this is an aberration anymore. Like this just might be, he might've gotten fluky and gotten hot for like two years there, but now might just be a bad three point shooter again. They were and a different really team. It was a, yeah, it, it hurt them all. I mean, think how weird it looked when Houston defended them the way they did in the Western conference They're, finals. I, they just ignored everybody else who couldn't shoot. My question is, would you trade him? Draymond? Yeah. 
Well, it's not likely that he's going to get the 226, right? 226 million unless he wins defensive player of the you year. You trade him right now. Like what if the what if the Celtics call? For what? No, I'm just trying yeah. I'm trying to think of like what are, Fultz? what are the, no. <laughs> Fultz, Jared Bayless. No, uh what if the Celtics were like we'll flip out Horford for Draymond right now? No, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it if you're Golden State. No, no way. Who would you trade him for? What if Utah's like go Bears and play? I don't want I don't want Garbear. I don't need him. So they're stuck with Draymond. I think if they win it this year and they're moving into a new building, and depending on what Durant ends up to, uh, doing here, and despite that absurd tax bill that you know the whole yeah. the whole salary could be like we're talking well over three hundred million, I think. Yeah. Like, every time I look it up, it seems to go up, and I think it's just a writer trying to make it more impactful. Uh, it's just you'd be breaking up one of the greatest groups you've ever seen in the history of this game and you do it just because of finances when you're moving into this new building and it's really a real estate play as much as anything. Uh, what if I offered you Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky? Are there any other big white get guys? Two we can get? white guys. <laughs> I, uh, the, the Draymond thing is really weird though. Like what's a good Draymond trade? Cause I, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to take I was away. I'm trying to figure this out with my trade value. He's worth so much more to him than he would be worth to any other team in the league. Right. Like if Atlanta gave, like, let's just say after this, you know, Golden State's like, we don't want to sign you. And then Atlanta had a ton of cap space. And then Atlanta's like, all right, this is amazing. We have, we have Draymond. I don't think he's even close to being the same guy on nah. a team like that. Like, what are you going to do? Start giving him 20 shots a game? Can't do that with Draymond. I'm try- like, if... Yeah, there's really not a trade either, so it's a stupid... Like, all right, let's say San Antonio said, we'll take Draymond, we'll give you LaMarcus. And so what do I think I've done? I've solved... What's LaMarcus cut? i got to look at the contract. Is it two more I think years? he's a free agent after this year. Oh, is it? Um, I thought they extended him. What if OKC said, we'll give you Steven Adams for Draymond? Then I would do it. You would do that? Yeah, because I love him. I would do that too. You know who wouldn't do that? OKC. No. I think Adams has better trade value than Draymond. Oh, that's right. Yeah, LaMarcus is a free agent after this year. Yeah. Maybe that would be part of the appeal for uh, Golden State to get out of that Draymond contract. I don't yeah, know. but I don't think he's. I don't think he's even in that that thing of like all these, like the Kemba thing, the Kemba contract, what it could be, and that's just the whole. You know, I don't even think it's unintended consequence. The intended consequence of these super maxes to stop these players from moving all over the place. Right. But the money's so much, the players are like, well, whatever. It's not that big of a freaking deal. But then the teams are going, why do I have to pay you two hundred something million dollars when no one else can come close? It's like the Jimmy Butler Minnesota thing. Like, hey, we like you. We don't have to give you 190. No one else can. I, I have a newsflash for you. I'm not sure Kemba should be making 200 million either. So I love him. I, I love him too. First but, team point guard. But I have him on my they're first 10 team. 10 and 10. Yeah. All right, let's do the guards. I have Kemba and Oladipo. <laughs> Oladipo? I know he's missed like four games, but their second, like, like I said before, their second, third leading scorers are Bogdanovich and Sabonis. Turner's worse. Thaddeus Young is an all. I forgot he's on the team. First team guy. Um, he's, I just am so impressed with Oladipo. You know, I don't want to, let's not make the last four games that he's missed overshadow who he was the first few weeks of the season. And the shooting guard thing is always a little light, even though there's two other names that 
you know, I had to debate for the second team. But I just went with Oladipo because you know Let's what? Let's hear the other scenarios. I'm not giving it to Jimmy Butler. Like when you sit out four games against uncool opponents and despite your overall numbers being really good, arguably good enough to be first team all NBA, uh, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Now, if it plays out and Jimmy's this good and he keeps hitting shots, then he's probably going to end up being first team shooting guard. DeRozan's numbers are incredible. So I went, yeah. I went Oladipo first team and I went DeRozan second team. DeRozan's numbers are sick. And the eye test has also been sick with him. What's weird is they're – so that that is a team that Terry Rozier could really help. Yeah, especially with DeJounte out. They're just they, – I know they're point guards statistically, like they're hitting threes and stuff, but when you watch them, just they just feel like a guy short in crunch time. It never feels like it's like, oh, that's your crunch time? You know, they got like Lamarcus and I don't know what you DeRozan. get for Terry, though. I don't really know because everybody knows you're not going to sign him. Yeah, true. I don't know. But they they need something. Whatever they have isn't working. They need a guy with a little more, more attitude. Kind of so, back to your passive thing with, with other teams. Lamarcus is passive. DeRozan is well, passive. What they really need is like Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah. And to put with DeRozan. Would you do DeJounte yeah. for Marcus right now? I was thinking, would you do DeJounte for Terry Rozier right now? I wouldn't if I was saying it. I just like DeJounte. I would do it in the second if you were the Celtics, but I like DeJounte too much, even if it, you know, was wishful thinking. Are you sure you wouldn't put Mike Conley if I put him on my first or second All NBA team? You're not. Are you? Would you get upset for point guard for first for first or second All NBA? I can't do it. I can't. I I, I went with Kemba. I, I mean, didn't Kemba, do it either. Kemba's a couple days removed from leading the league in scoring. Um, I don't have Harden here. I didn't either. Which seems stupid because he's, again, going off. But I feel like they coasted for way too long, and they've played better. I'm not holding the, the Washington. Listen, this he is— he was awesome against the Wizards. This they is lost. the 20-game awards. Yeah, all right. So, all right, here's my first team. Kemba, Oladipo, Giannis, LeBron, Embiid. I think Kemba is the only lock as a guard. He's been awesome, and I don't really like that team. No, that's another team. I mean, their second-leading scorers are Jeremy mess. Lamb and Malik Monk. They have those are the other two dudes. And my favorite guy in that team, Lamb's they barely play Bridges. I want them to just play Bridges, Monk, and Kemba, and just I don't even care who else is out there. Uh, Batum, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, the contract. Parker, um, once a week will look good for like a quarter. And be like, oh Tony, and the announcers get excited. Oh Tony, Everybody oh my excited. god, oh still the old guy still has it. I love when a guy that has been written off though, yeah, who deserved to be written off has a moment. And then, I mean, it happens anything. I mean, this isn't specific. Just, but then the home announcers be like, they said he couldn't play much more. He, you know, Hank, they said he was done. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, am going Dame Lillard for my other spot. So we have the same point cards. Yeah. So wait a minute. You have, oh, you have Kemba and Lillard. You I just have Kemba went two guards. Okay. I went two guards. So do you? I, you don't have Jimmy Butler on anything? No, he's on nothing. I would have had Oladipo if he hadn't missed the cut. It really came down to it's the last. It was the wrong week. And, yeah, it was just if the we'd wrong done week. the a 15, week ago. He's on it. If we'd done fifteen. He's games also in. such a good defensive player, and he's such a good two way player in the last two minutes of games. That's what the thing that always jumps out with me is. That's why I love him. He can run the offense on one side, and then the other side he'll guard the best guy on the other team and like take him out. Nasty edge. Yeah. You know? I think he's he'll end up being a top five MVP. The thing is, I'm worried about the knee. I'm not I'm not positive he's healthy. I, like, just, I don't think he comes back like tomorrow. Other than the LeBron thing, first team, which I understand why you did second team. I didn't want to just go, hey, here are all the names and whatever with this exercise, and I didn't want to reward the dudes that were just you know I've had moments of 
taking time. And I don't, I don't really blame Houston for not coming into the season all locked in and fired up. Yo, they had a devastating, devastating. And, and Paul, you get time. that? It's not much different than Harden the has. than the Jaguars thing. The NFL Jags? Yeah, I was saying like the Jags, where you get super close and then you don't make it. Houston, they get super close, they don't make it. And then the next year, you just got like, fuck, we're so close. It's like when you're in a video game and you almost won and then you didn't. You're not going to get, yeah, yeah like, no, that's a really good call. Oh, man, now I got to go through every level again. I almost yeah. got there. My memory card didn't work. Let's take one more break and then we'll do the second team and MVP. Let's talk about my friends at Framebridge. They just mailed me. Uh, a framed picture that I sent them. It was a Breakfast Club poster. I needed I needed the Breakfast Club in my office. It's a great one. I found this old school Breakfast Club poster with the letter that they wrote on the side of it. Framebridge posted, uh, they framed it for me. Looks fantastic. They make it ridiculously easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things from art prints to photos on your phone. It is the easiest way to send truly one-of-a-kind gifts to everyone on their holiday list. Go to framebridge.com, upload your photo or mail in your physical piece Using their safe packaging, that's what I did with the Breakfast Club photo. Preview your item online in any frame style. Use, choose your favorite or get free recommendations. Their expert team will custom frame your item, delivering the finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Handmade personalized gift from Framebridge. All it does is start at $39, ships for free. If you've seen my office and the pictures we take with the guests, you see the frame photos in the background. Framebridge did every single one of them. One-of-a-kind gifts that will win Christmas and make someone happy for years to come. Go to framebridge.com, use promo code BS, you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Go to framebridge.com, promo code BS. Check it out. All right, we're back. I have, uh, I know it's not going to end up this way, but just a shout out to Gasol. I'm I'm giving you the spot over Anthony Davis. It's not going to be long lasting. By the time the season ends, I don't know how Davis is going to be squeezed on these first team NBAs unless uh, Embiid would have to get hurt or you just cheat and give him the forward spot, which I'm fine doing. I, Zach Lowe is, is like a maniac about being really scared about getting creative with positions. He just has a fear of being called out about it. And we always talk about it every year when we're doing our ballots. I am like, I just want to get the five guys on the team and if the lineup makes sense – and I'm working within the parameters enough, that's fine. So Davis could be a forward, in my opinion. If well, you he's really listed want to do it. as power forward, you know, which is just, it's the dumb Duncan thing. And you go, yeah, uh, really? I mean, yeah. who's, who's the, who's the center then, you know, like, oh, wait, there is Julius no, Randall. Right. It isn't. He's coming off the bench or all yeah, those years, all those years where, you know, Duncan, I, I don't even feel like bringing all this up because whatever Spurs fans get really mad about that. Like it's the dumbest argument to be passionate like, about. Tiago Splitter right. actually averaged 22, uh, 20.2 minutes a game that year. Uh, are you kidding great? me? I mean, go through every one of those guys. And it was just, Duncan was the center. They didn't play. It, they, they'd start some games. It didn't matter. Um, so for Russia Nesterovich. Russia. So for my second team, for the forwards, I got LeBron and Kawhi. And I kind of re- am regretting that. I have Durant and Kawhi. I'm kind of regretting not putting Kawhi in the first team. So we're going to go Giannis, Kawhi, and then you're going to put LeBron and KD on the second team? Yeah, I might switch my pick. What do you think, Kyle? Le- LeBron and KD on the second team, huh? Feel good? No, nah, I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep KD where tease. I was. It'd be a good tease. If you're I like how. Coming up, my first and second team all in the NBA, 20 games in. Both LeBron and Durant, you won't believe where I have them. 
<laughs> that was great. Teases? God, that was so good. I know. Yeah. Coming up next, we'll get to the All NBA Awards. Your weekend doesn't start until you hear what we have on the second team. We have a little surprise in order for a guy by the name of LeBron James. I used to love when the guys would do like these those Facebook ones. Yeah. Like, hey, you got to check it. You, oh, my God, I'm so fired up. Like, wait until you see my millions of fake Facebook viewers. Because this is... Yeah. You, oh, People oh, are going to know. This, it, <laughs> All right, so second team. I'm going to stick with what I... I'm going to stick with Kawhi and LeBron. But only because Kawhi missed uh, multiple games. And then for... For guards, Harden has to. I mean, come on. Harden has to be one of the guards. He just has to. I, well, I, I have, can't hold I the Houston thing against him. Kemba Oladipo, and then I got Lillard. By the way, Harden's record got, is the same record as Kemba's record. Like, we can't, like, reward Kemba and then not reward Harden. Yeah, but I expected less of Kemba. It's fine, Charlotte. but it's not about expectations. Hmm. I just feel like, look, who do you think has been the better player? You think Harden's just actually been better than Kemba? This whole time? I think if their roles were, if you just switch those guys. Kemba gets 70. Yeah, it's true. A night for the Rockets. So wait a minute. Do you you have DeRozan? You don't have DeRozan. I don't have DeRozan. I ended up putting, I I put Jimmy down. I crossed him off. I put DeRozan down. I crossed him off. Then I crossed it off like three different times. And I did a really, maybe it's petty. I don't think I would do this after 82 games. But I have. I have DeRozan in because he didn't sit out four games to sabotage an entire franchise. I have Harden. I like what you were thinking with that. I, I have Harden and I have Mike Conley. You love the Grizzlies. I, I just, I'm, they have three guys. Is Dylan Brooks your most improved? They have three guys. Who do you, who would you want on that team other than the top three? I like Dylan Brooks. Okay. There you got four. You got four guys. And Jaron Jackson's like, he's like eight years older than my son, seven years older than my son. He's like 18. It's like a baby. I think he's the youngest guy from that draft. Does he remind you of your kid a lot? <laughs> when he doesn't switch on, on D? Are your kids any good at sports? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Are you intense though? No, I'd mellowed out. I, was, I think I was too intense early on. Now, now I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I do enjoy uh, flag football with my son though. Has it dawned on them, like this thing you've created? No, probably not. I don't know what I've created. It hasn't dawned on me. Who do you have for MVP? Giannis. Shout out to Embiid, who I crossed off. But Giannis has done every single thing. And what I love the most is as good as it was last year, even though he's allowed to travel and carry the ball every single possession. um, He took it to that next level that we hope so many of these guys can achieve and never get to. And that's what I've seen from him. I agree. I have Giannis one. I think there's a case for Kawhi if he hadn't, if he had played more back. To, I just no want doubt. my MVP to play back to backs. Oh. That's what I love about Embiid. I have Embiid two. I have Kawhi three. Because I love the fact that Embiid is fucking playing every game. And this is a weird situation where you have no GM for the entire offseason. You make this weird trade for Zaire Smith, Zaire Smith, who has a peanut allergy or what do you. It kind of sounds like they almost accidentally killed Zayar Smith. Is that how they gave him a nut bar and he wasn't supposed to eat it? And and now he's out for the year. I don't have any kids, so I know this Peter allergy thing. It's a a big thing. Yeah, it's a big deal. So you try not to kill your draft picks with that. Try not to kill your draft picks. Yeah. So you have they have no GM the whole year. They have this crazy situation. I'm not sure Brett Brown's a good coach. I'm really not. I love his accent though. I I like that. 
I'm not sure he's a good coach, but somehow he's one of the most powerful coaches in the league and has front office saying it's like, I'm not even sure he should be the coach of this team. And I just like that Embiid's been reliable night after night bringing it. And uh, and I think he's gotten better. I've been impressed. Yeah, I don't think it's just, hey, how many points did you have last year and how many did you have this year? I just, I think sometimes you can just see it on guys. You can see their their comfort level and then their, their I mean, look, I'm just going to make it real simple. Like, I like guys that play the game with a fuck you mentality. Yeah, and he is and the number has, one fuck you now. Yeah. I wish Tatum had more of the fuck you mentality. Yeah. That's my biggest issue with Tatum where it's like, don't, you're settling on a 19-footer against, you know, Jonas Jurebko or whoever. It's like, go to the basket. He's six three guy on you. Just take him in the basket. Yeah, nobody like the, nobody can stop you. There's something to be said of of having you know. There, I know you've always talked about like the irrational confidence thing, the Dion Waiters stuff, where like there's this level of confidence, and then you get to Dion Waiters. But like, there's a reason Raymond Felton's played in the league this long because he's his face. Raymond Felton plays with a face that says, "I just fucked your mom," <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's always had that look. And yeah. there's certain players. That's and, why I like my, Marcus Morris has been the best Celtic this year. And that's even though my frustrations with Smart, I realize how important he is to this thing. Because right. Tatum gets really passive. And I think. And he'll get down the, on it. He'll yeah. make one dumb play and he'll really get down on himself for like five minutes. It's like, snap out of it, dude. You're the most talented guy on the court. And then Kyrie will make me miss NBA players talking about which member of TLC they'd want to date after he talks. Yeah. Where I go, oh. That's an interesting quote. He's way too transparent. He's kind of turning into the Lena Dunham of the NBA. It's like here, it's like, just don't give interviews anymore. You're a genius. Just stop talking. <laughs> I remember the genius of you. Like I always knew you were good, but I was like, why would he interview her? Like I Oh, she's I, great. I was she's like, one of the smartest people I ever met. Right. But I didn't realize that you were doing it because of how smart and how successful she is, and that she also there's an audience listening to that podcast that's never listened to you before. And look, the first season of Girls I absolutely loved. I think some of her quotes over time have been like, made me go, what the hell? But that's the same thing with Kyrie. And it's side note, like, what what happens to the guys when they go to Duke? I don't know. I don't. Can I defend Lena Dunham for a second? Because she took shit this week because there's this big magazine piece about her. Uh, you can you can definitely like. I, I also got, realized I too. Second well, I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on Lena Dunham. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. you are. I just think she's, I think she's a genius. And if it was somebody else, if it was some movie director who made fucking, came out of nowhere to make some weird movie every three years and was a genius, it's like Alexander Payne or whoever would be like, that guy's a genius. She just is, is very available. And she's like a product of this whole social media era. And you know everything that's going on with her. Right, being plugged in 24-7, which is almost, it feels mandatory now. Guess what? A She's a figure. crazy genius. We have lots of crazy geniuses in Hollywood. She's one of the most accomplished, under 30 female creatives we've ever had. And don't get upset because she has weird quotes. Like, guess who has weird quotes? Everyone who's talented, you know? And I think with Kyrie, he's a genius. And he's, like, the, the stuff he does with the ball, I've never seen anything like that in my life. He's a weird guy. He he. They ask him after the game, "What's going on with the team?" And he'll give some like really thoughtful, like too honest answer. Where it's like, "We we got to get this together. This team's gonna blow up." You're like, "What? Why are you saying that?" So I don't know. I just I I like to give. Did you defend genius. Lena there or Kyrie? I'm defending both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, but in both cases, I just wish that they would kind of zip it for for two months for the better men of themselves. But they can't help it. That's kind of what makes them who they are. 
Is Jalen Brown kind of like that girl in Showgirls? <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> Hot start, slow finish. I'm sick of this shit. I'm doing this on my own. I have one Giannis thing because I also agree that he's the MVP. They had a stat. John Schumann, the NBA.com, he writes a really good Monday uh, power rankings thing where he has all these cool stats in there. And he had a stat about Giannis is averaging over 19 points a game around the rim. And nobody's done that since 2003 Shaq. And then Zach Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Zach Cram um, wrote a piece for The Ringer today about Giannis, how many field goals he has at the rim. He's on pace to set this record, or not a record, but the most since like Shaq in 1999 or something. What he's doing every night without the ability to score, to actually shoot, is dumbfounding. I've never seen anybody get more layups and dunks when the other team knows that he can't shoot. He can't shoot. And I think, I wonder, like, professional coaches, you know, I wonder if Mark Jackson ever watched the Warriors after, which he obviously did. Yeah. Like, did he ever have a private moment where he watched the offense that Kerr and these guys were running where he went? Ah, fuck. Damn. Mm. I was sitting there the whole time. So I'm not, to, like, to go all Joe Prunty here, but— Except we were saying this on the podcast, on my podcast last year and on other places, they were like, wow, the Bucks are just, how, how are right. they not so doing more? Budenholzer comes in and you can just see it, that he's the centerpiece of what they're doing, which he should be, because he's one of their, look, not he's not one of their, he's, he's arguably the best player a quarter of the way into the season. So it's a little Houston-y where you feel like you never want to leave anybody, right? Yeah. Like they actually had a nice roster to play this kind of East, version of of what Houston was doing without that real defined second guy but Middleton's terrific and now Lopez stretching the floor and well Bledsoe, the Lopez thing is insane right Lope Bledsoe I don't love I love their signings I like Connaughton I like uh I don't like Eliasova for what they paid but he's still nice I've to have on your Eliasova. team as like a ninth yeah. man I still think they overpaid but whatever I've always liked a multi-positional can stretch the floor can bang a little bit not like Verizhao, peak Verizhao, but Verizhao was one of those guys who always made it hard on everybody else. And I feel like Ilya Sova is kind of one of those fighter types. Uh, they added three guys who can play in a playoff game. Yeah. So they didn't have three guys in those spots last year who could play in a playoff game. To see it play out, you're right. But I, I do think there's something to be said of like he he gets away with everything. Like, yeah, he, he does. Yeah. Like there's, I don't know what you're this supposed to do. This is what happened with young LeBron, though. I don't know what you're supposed to do. When you go, okay, well, we know he can't shoot, but he's at the hoop in two steps. Yeah. And and then he's long enough to – it's not like he's 6'6 and getting to the hoop in a couple steps, and then we can still contest it. So, look, I'm not knocking him for it because it's it's incredible, but I don't – there's nights I watch him and go, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do with this. He's almost averaging 10 two-pointers a game. Makes. It makes. He's <laughs> – that's, he's that's 9.9 made two-pointers a game, and he's taking almost nine free throws a game, but he's only shooting 68%. But it's like he's he's shooting he's shooting 12% from three. He takes two and a half threes a game. He's making 0.33s a game. So the three is just not in his arsenal at all, and he's still scoring 27 a game. It's like Pete Maravich at exactly. LSU. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of back to that Ben Simmons thing. It's just thing. nuts. Is that you go to the but Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons could never score 27 points a game, that's, is my point. That's kind of what I'm saying, though. Like, imagine, hey, Ben Simmons stays the same as a shooter, which Magic is never Magic never scored 27. Jason Kidd never scored to, 27. Though. Ben Simmons needs to get to, like, 22. I think Giannis, 
All he has to do is get better at free throws and get to the line just a tiny bit more, and he's at 30 pretty easily. And I could see he's my pick like January, February, March. You know, those guys roll off those months where it's like Giannis in January, 35, yeah, right. 12, and 8. And it's like, whoa, those were his stats for the whole month. He's would be my number one pick for that. Where is he in the queue of get me the fuck out of here? What do you mean? Oh, and yeah. I don't know. I did, the guys who didn't grow up here, I think, are just wild cards and have to be treated individually. Like, how do we know what his – the guy was in Greece. He was, like, basically homeless for a couple of years there. Like, he might – Milwaukee might be the greatest thing that ever happened to him. I don't know. He loves – remember he tweeted about the smoothies. After <laughs> after uh, Paul George stayed in OKC, I've given up trying to figure out anything. That's what I can't wait, though. If Kawhi stays – this is my prediction. Kawhi stays prediction. in Toronto. If Ka- No. But if Kawhi does stay, you are then going to see some of the dumbest trades ever. Oh, with the cap other, space. other teams are going to go, well, I think everybody just stays now. Yeah. Like, no, you, we can't trade for him. He's, he's, country, he's free agent. No, 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 no. Everybody stays now. That's the new thing. George stayed. Kawhi stayed. So you'll see some dumb GMs. I think well, actually most of these guys, I don't like saying it that way because I think the job's impossible. But um, It's not that hard. No, well, I think it's really hard. To, you can't just sit there and say, hey, let's be awesome. Like a bunch of, you. Ha- there, it's more luck than anything else. I really, I do think that. So I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and talk about 30 GMs and act like, I don't like when people do that. We're like, oh, these guys suck. They're all stupid. Cause it's just not true. There's, there's a lot of smart ones. But, but the, think, on the other hand, I a think, lot of those guys suck and they're stupid. I think ownership has more to do with it. <laughs> I think there's ownership people out there that get it's new, the they, new owners, they freak out. And what you'll see is if Kawhi stays in Toronto, you will see people moving out major assets for guys that are going to be free agents and teams are going to get burned by it. That's an, that's my bull prediction. If New Orleans called the Celtics right now and said, we'll do it for Horford and Tatum and all of your picks, that's not the Kings pick. We're not calling anyone else. That's what we want. What do you do if you're the Celtics? I would counter. No, they're like, there's no counter. Here's the trade. Horford. Tatum, we want your Clippers pick. We want your pick. Just not the Sacramento and, pick. And throw in uh, Yabaselli. What if I said, can I give you the Sacramento pick and Jalen instead of Tatum and all the other picks? I'm I'm saying go to hell. I'm not trading Anthony Davis unless I get Tatum back. The things with stuff that are new is we all want it to be something we've never seen before. And that's what happens with Tatum. But the idea that you would say no to get Anthony Davis because of Jason Tatum is stupid. Here's why you would say no. Because I don't know if I can resign him. Well, okay, all right. Well, that part of it, sure. I called Davis, and Davis yeah, says, you're right. yeah, 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 if you right. do that, I will re-sign with you. That's one of those deals where you figure that out ahead of time with Clutch, and you go, are we getting them or no? And if they can't find a way to make sure they that you know. They love Tatum. I love Tatum, too. I love Tatum, too. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to trade, but you're right. If you're telling me that he could still bolt as a free agent, then I say no. I say no to it. But if I know that Anthony Davis is going to be a Celtic for five years— yeah, I, I would – because, look, in the Horford, as much as I've always defended him, he's been kind of bad this year. And you wait, The two, the three guys who were really bad in the Celtics this year so far were Horford, Jalen Brown, has been a travesty, and Gordon Hayward. Like, just way worse. Rogier was totally predictable with less minutes that he wasn't going to play well. But Horford's actually been bad until last night. Yeah, and that's all right. Like, I still think he'll figure out – 
he's smart enough to figure out a way to wait last question we're running out of time um i wanted to ask you the kings are not going to make the playoffs right i don't let's agree yeah i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go through the west oh this is gonna suck just quick quick yes or no answers hold on i gotta pull it up do the clippers make the playoffs um, they're 13 and six. That's not that great of a record. You know what I mean? It's not like some insane. Look, I understand it's let's go through 70% winning. You lock in your playoff teams, just like, oh, they're gonna make it unless something bad happens. So right, Clippers, these, you say not necessarily. Look, these are the teams that are out. The Spurs. The no, Pelican. don't don't do it that way yet. I, I want to do like let's grandfather some teams in and see how many spots we have left. Warriors are making it. I think Denver makes it. Yep. Um, OKC, I think, makes it. Agreed. Portland's going to make Lakers. I wouldn't put Portland in there. I would put the— La- I only have four teams that I think are guaranteed to make it. So you Golden State, Denver, Oklahoma City, and, and the, the Lakers. Lakers. Okay. That's it. I would add Portland to that. All right, so you now I have three spots left. Right, and i got to figure out a way to get San Antonio, New Orleans, Houston, and Utah in there. Uh, See, I don't, I don't— I don't think San Antonio's in. I don't think Utah's in either. Can't. Unless they made some only, some trade. They're only a game and a half out of the playoffs now, as bad as it's looked. Would you put New Orleans in there? How about Houston? We can't count out Houston. Houston's, Houston's not going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. So Houston's in there. They're six. Right. Is it crazy to think Dallas could make the playoffs? Yeah. We didn't even talk about Luka. No, rookie of the we year. We should end on that. Yeah. Uh, Aiton's da- numbers are better than you. If you're Dallas, do you flip... Wesley Matthews expiring for uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Just go for a playoff spot. Take Tim Hardaway's contract for next year. Hardaway's good. Hardaway's good. And if you're the Knicks, you have to do that. I just got rid of Tim Hardaway's contract. Great. Sign me up. That would be a Dallas move. Dallas move. Yeah, I would see them doing that. Atlanta has their pick. You might as well do it anyway. So... I think Dallas can make the playoffs if they trade if they flip Matthews. But what's is, the point to do to do what though? Like if you want to trade for him, but you got to use the expiring. But well, you don't have your picks. You might as well try to make the playoffs. Yeah. Why not? I, I just I don't know. Let's end it on Luca because he's you're, one of the highlights of my year. You're getting weird about him, aren't you? Yeah, come on. No, I'm not. What, I don't what mean qualifies as weird? You had a glow as soon as he started talking about him. I I do love him. Yeah, here's what I love. I'll give you three things I love. He could be one of the best players, if not the best player in the game, and take 11 shots. How many guys in the league can do that? He can go five for 11 and be the best player in the game. Playoff Rondo. Ben Simmons. LeBron, if he just yeah. didn't decided not to shoot one A game. few third quarters this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I just think it reminds... You know, I just, I always used to love that about Bird. Yeah, was Paul that Bird kid, could go five yeah, for eight right. and be the best part in the game. Right, kid could Jason do that. Jason K could do it. But like the guys right now, he's he's kind of an anomaly. I think the passing that he's able to do out of his driving kicks and uh, the angles that he's seeing are kind of, I've never seen it before. It's almost like if Bird had come out of a time machine and you'd been like, hey, Larry, you're going to have way more space. Uh, one of the goals now in basketball is just to do the craziest passes possible to guys who are going to shoot threes. He'd been like, cool, okay. But that, like some of the stuff he's doing, I'm like, holy shit, he's 19. How has he seen this? I love Doncic. You know what I, I always love about 
there's always that part of you where you go, is it really going to work? Like we can watch all the tape, we can interview him, we can see him do the workouts. Yeah, we're going to get over the hump with this. But until it's real and you're out there running around with nine other NBA guys, I think there's always this part of you where you're going, Let's I'm, see. Trying to th- I'm trying to think of like the perfect analogy. And I, too many times I think of like a guy's weekend or something like that. But, you know, just go like you, you'll have a group of friends. Oh, like the brother-in-law who tags along for the bachelor yeah. party. Like he's a good guy, but you don't know for sure. Yeah, until right. It's but two you, in know, the morning. you know you have to do it. But- Nephew Kyle has him outside the casino and you're like, oh, God, where are they going? Yeah. And oh, then no. He, and then he'll, he may try really hard early to fit in. And it's like, look, we're all going to get after it. But like we don't want to chug Drambuie. Right. You know, on the way over yeah, to the cancel airport. Cancel the Jagermeister right. shots. Yeah. What are you like, doing? We got it. We're going to stay yeah. out late. Yeah, we're going to feel it. terrible tomorrow. But, like, you know, don't rush the inevitable here. You know, yeah. like, we're, we're, we got it. Or that guy shows up and he's like, hey, just, just let you guys know I pulled kind of an executive move. And he's got a back room at some sick steakhouse at, like, the best place in Vegas. Yeah, because I know he's the been, guy. Right, because he's 10 years older than your crew and he's been through the wars before and he's actually the best. And I think that's what happens with some rookies. Like, Aiton's out there and you go— Holy shit. He's even been fine. Like, yeah. DeAndre is going to be fine. Like, it's going to work. Not and sure it, about him defensively. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not. Because I, I go back to the Arizona stuff that he was can doing. Can I be worried? Yeah, you can. Okay. I'll send you some clips from Arizona. It's a little too easy to just drive down the paint and score on him. I think the things are— He's not even adver- averaging a black a game yet. Well, I don't know what race has to do with it. A black a game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes way more sense. Um— <laughs> I I think the same thing about Luca though. And it was yeah. like Rubio had that a little bit in there too, where you go, what's it gonna look like? What's it gonna look like? And with Luca, you're like he's so far ahead of Rubio. Like, this is ridiculous. Luca's like, 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 the, like right. Dallas, we can't make enough about that trade. Two teams passed him. Atlanta had him and traded him for this extra pick and thought they were super smart. And Dallas— And then the had, dude from Migos came on and said that Atlanta, like, yeah, he wouldn't be a good right fit. <laughs> and Dallas is picking fifth and ends up with, like, a like this transcendent guy. And it was crazy. It was just happening. It was like, oh, my God, they're going to get Luca. Just think, like, a year or so ago, people were pumped about Dennis Smith Jr. in Dallas. That's wow. how desperate they were. Mm. And now right. you go, that's a terrible—like, he and Levine, they'd be, they'd be good picks for our all-pickup team. He's— I, I'll I'll say this. I don't think Lucas' team in three years will have a lot of the same guys on no. it from this year. I think I think there is a no, certain— No, he'll sign with Clutch. He'll be great in the Lakers. <laughs> Lakers. He's never leaving Dallas. Cuban, Cuban's already putting security camera, like secret cameras in his apartment. He's going to get all the goods on him. He's It'll like, hey, it. we have a new deal with Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Set these up. You could just tweet out from your Instagram your new Ring stuff and just— and then we almost just did an ad for them there. We didn't even mean to. I'm I'm really interested to see. I think they were on Shark Tanks. That makes sense. I'm really <laughs> interested to see. He doesn't really speak English that well, right? Chicks love that. Giannis doesn't really either. You have, there's a situation, and Anthony Davis doesn't speak. You have a situation now where three of the biggest assets in the league, and three of the guys who are potentially the future of the league have a personality that is not exactly uh, Magic Johnson. Are you worried about like an LPGA thing? No, which is what makes Embiid so important. Embiid has enough personality for everybody and has this chance to be such as polarizing under 25 guy. But compared to these other guys, he looks like he's Rodney Dangerfield in 1975. (laughs) You must have been something before electricity. 
like Luca, Luca's personality is like the Bill Murray cheeseburger, cheeseburger, like just that guy <laughs> just nodding in the back. Like he doesn't say anything. And eventually he will. He's 19, but you know, he's in a new country. Durant hates everybody. I'm trying to think. Yeah, this is a really good, like the personality future bets. Well, Steph Curry is, it's like that's the Steph Curry. Yeah, is but a cool. lot of guys don't like him. Like, yeah, he's, but he's, he's too. He's cool though. I, look, I love Steph. You don't have to have him. There's, so, there's this thing where he's not like, you know, he's like the positive rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Steph's the positive rapper where guys are like, hey, De La, that was cool. Yeah. But like, I, I like when I go to the gym, I want to hear about dudes getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle liked that. Yeah. He got that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what kind of team they put around them and how fast they do it. Because if I was Dallas, I would want to have a good team now. I would use that Wesley Matthews expiring because he's terrible. I would try to get another good guy, and I would try to put Luke in a situation where he can be the eighth seed in a in a round one and get and get his feet wet. Because you saw what happened with Tatum and Jalen last year, and you saw how great it was for Jalen. Oh wait, that didn't work at all. Jalen uh, took a huge step back. I don't. I think that's that getting your brains beaten in in the first round of the playoffs is totally overrated. But I don't think they're going to get the brains beaten. I don't think anybody is that good anymore in the West. Golden State, maybe. but Maybe. Are they going to be healthy? Are they going to be happy? Like, what, what else is going to happen with that team? I don't uh, I wouldn't write them off yet. No, I'm not I, writing look, them I'm off. Not, I'm not saying, and like the whole joke about Luka being gone in a while, basically all these dudes are locked in for, you know, seven, eight years anyway. So, um, I don't know. Why isn't that a Davis destination, just out of curiosity? Dallas? For, for when he's a free agent. Like, everybody's just like, L.A., Boston. Because there isn't, I mean, you can love Luca. Like, he could sit there and love him and the whole thing. But, like, the L.A. thing's ready-made. Boston thing's ready-made. The guy's just spent almost a decade in New Orleans feeling like they don't have a chance. The Dallas though. thing could be, though, because a year, the summer after this one, they're going to have, like, basically a whole roster of cap space. And I don't want to make the joke that everybody else makes. It's not even a joke. It's a fact that, well, all the years that they had all this cap space and the no state, I don't know if you knew that Texas has no state tax, uh, <laughs> that Cuban ended up never getting any of those guys. True. And I don't I don't know if that's fair. I mean, my thing is that, that might be just because he's annoying. Or it might just be that, like a lot of teams, you just all don't get the free agents that you think you're going to get because you have the cap space. Yeah. And now it's more about, do, does the team have somebody that you want to play with? I wonder if there's going to be a Durant backlash where if you set up your perfect situation for yourself and look like you're you're latching on to an already really good situation that you almost can't win, like what happened with Durant, where he wins two titles and he still feels like he's getting no credit. So, whereas Davis could go to like Dallas and just be like, yeah, it's me and Luca and some free agents we're going to pick up every year. We're going to be awesome. This is our team. We'll be great. Hi, I'm, you know, the whole thing my, of like, if I is, lost that much though, I, the last thing I'd be going, all right, where can I go win, but make sure that, you know, at least like in, on social media, we're everybody talking knows 2021 now right. though. We're not talking about like the summer, like he's still under contract for a couple more years, two more years, but he can, I think this is going to be the year that, well, I don't want to say too much. My, here's my point. I don't think we should confine the Davis sweepstakes to two teams whenever it happens. I think there's like 10 teams in play. But that's why New Orleans. It's. I'll tell you though, it's not going to be New Orleans is not going to be one of the teams. They weren't even sold out last night. You had empty seats all over the place. For well, that would be the ballsiest game. thing. Is you go, you trade them before the tr deadline this year. They should. Go, that, but that's what, what they should like, do. Let's just go get a three. Let's not get ourselves stuck in some sort of. Even though Covington's been good for them, but let's not do a Covington Sarge. Hell, let's not do a Markin and Levine and Chris Dunn deal. 
Let's go, hey, everybody, you're going to get him a year plus. It's the Boogie Cousins strategy. Right? But hope to do better than Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's good. Yeah, he is, but I mean. They got Buddy Heald. They got the 10th pick in the draft. That was a good trade. They could have taken, they could have kept that pick and taken Donovan Mitchell and, and gotten Donovan Mitchell and Buddy Heald for Boogie was leaving a year and a half. It's a good trade. And that's not like Boogie had a shitload of trade value. The Celtics didn't want to trade for him, remember? Yeah, I wouldn't. They wouldn't go near him. Everybody's like, people are like, no, no way. Don't want that guy in my locker room. He's like the leader. You want of that Chris Clack too? Chris Clack. All right, we got to wrap it up. Who's on dual threat? Uh, Colin Cowherd. Woo! What? Yeah, he's texting me right now. He's very upset. We're running behind. Oh, I might stay on for the first five minutes. All right, do it. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Allbirds. Their tree runners are comfy shoes made from trees, so light and comfortable, you'll forget you're even wearing them. Their most sustainable shoe yet. Comfort without compromising quality. And with the holidays around the corner, it is time to consider Allbirds as a gift for someone on your list or for yourself. The all-new tree runners are available in a variety of limited edition colors at Allbirds.com. Also, Thanks to Zebra.com, the nation's leading car insurance comparison site where you can compare hundreds of policies from all the top providers and choose the best for you. Quick, easy. They will never sell your information to spam callers. Go today. Start saving at thezebra.com slash B-S-T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A. Thezebra.com slash B-S. We're back with another podcast on Thursday. Until then.